Karen, my condolences. I, when I found out the news about your mom, I felt so sad. I was just, I was really ripped up about it. I apologize. I'm, I want to sort of say apologies. I'm really. <laughs> I certainly hope it wasn't your fault, Miller. <laughs> it, you know, as part of my part of my plan to you know woo you, I felt killing your mom would. <laughs> That'll do it. I've got no one <laughs> to place, turn to. Oh, Miller. Ah. A place in your heart, you know, kind of like that rescuer right. kind I of thing. I feel so empty, but what could ever fill this hole? <laughs> Plan totally backfired. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miller. I always say oh. the, the wrong thing at times like this, don't I? Oh yeah. Thank you. What's up with this dumb shit? And what's up with that dumb shit? Very special. I love this technology. Podcasting from mondays.plop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Lawrence Ryan here in the studio with Carl, Karen Greenwald, Mark Miller, and Richard Campbell announcing show number 66. Three little numbers away from paradise. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Got lost there. Uh, Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. And now, the man who's been hired by Dick Cheney to find crop circles on Google Earth, Carl Franklin. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back after a long hiatus. How is everybody doing? Where have we been? I don't know. I've been here the whole time waiting for you guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been on hold. Just been sitting here. I have to... I. It was largely my fault, but I'm glad that we're back, everybody. Actually, it wasn't. It was you. It was you a couple of weeks, but it was Richard last week and Mark the week before that. And oh, and I was I was gone a couple of weeks in December too. You know, it's we haven't had many opportunities. This is about it, and and I'm gone next week too. So this is it. This is the one. We are striking while the iron is hot. Right. Is that what that is? <laughs> so the big news while we've been away, of course, Karen. We're so we're so sorry about your mom. Uh, thank you. Me too. It's been something yeah. we should definitely talk about more on a comedy show. Don't you something think? To, the death of a mother is definitely something you want to stick into every comedy show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it, yeah. As opposed to burning down your house and getting your car crashed into. Yeah. What else can we have? How about my sister's heart attack? We could talk about that. That was fun too. I don't nice. know. What about? <laughs> Whoa! But it's been it, it's been uh, a long two weeks, but um, yeah, my mom. So I don't know. Do people know? Yeah, my they mom know. was sick yeah. for a long time, and and she died. Um, and she died, and I gave her eulogy. And do you know what you have to do now? You have to submit. I was so pissed. You have to. So my family belongs to a Catholic church for the last I don't know thirty four years, right. and. They made me submit in writing my eulogy for content. I'm like, are you f- 
fucking kidding me? Like, what <laughs> What do you think I'm going to say? Oh, and by the way, my mother totally believed in birth control and <laughs> not raping children. I don't know. I was pissed. I was so mad. So I submitted one thing and said another, which was the only thing you can possibly do, right? Yeah, in a situation right. You have where, to submit something. Yeah. So I submitted, you know, goodcatholiculogy.com, looked it up and got a little eulogy. And then I did, I said whatever I wanted. And I, I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? So, and I wouldn't have done this under normal circumstances, but I stuck in a little sing-along. Makes them very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. The priest was like, he kept getting up. He like, you know, I totally expected the music to swell up and the bouncers to take me off stage. Oh, there is no God. There is no God. (laughs) Come on, everybody. Sing along. You know this one. Speaking of hypocrisy from the Vatican. No, I I don't know what they thought I was going to say, but I was definitely pissed. So that was that was a good highlight. And the other the other only comic note to mention about the whole thing, really, and it sounds odd to do this, but it was very funny. So we are there and we've just gone through this, you know, you know, I mean, this whole yeah, sure. funeral. Uh, it was really, really, really heavy. And we're all around the gravesite, and the, the coffin is there. And, you know, we have white balloons that all the grandchildren are going to release with messages to Nana. I mean, really, and throw roses on uh, really just heavy, heavy, heavy. The priest leans over to us across the casket and goes, and we're, oh, by the way, we're in a city. We're in Somerville, Massachusetts, like city, 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 right? Right. And this priest leans over to us and he goes, um, I don't want to alarm you, but there's a giant turkey behind you. (laughs) (laughs) And we all look around and there is a giant turkey behind us. So we start laughing hysterically, like my brothers and sisters and I all start laughing hysterically. And then people are approaching the, 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 Right, at this solemn moment, and it's like we're totally like in hysterics. So that was that was pretty comical. Oh my god! But my daughter thought that that was all very funny. She's four, and she, she the whole thing has been to her like, yeah, you know, very well. It's surreal, and she keeps going like, um, "Where's dead Nana?" Like she keeps saying wow. that, and I'm like, "Okay, you have to stop that." And then <laughs> at the wake, her body is is laid out at the wake because you know the whole Catholic thing, and my son was did not want to go. You know, it, it was totally freaked out by the whole thing, and yeah. he walks in the door, and she goes, "Come on up, Nana's up there." <laughs> I'm like, who said that? My daughter to my son. Come oh. on up, Nana's up there. Oh wow, she's know, hanging out. I know. Come well, on. Did Nana talk to the kids before she died? I mean, she you the way you characterized her, she had a wicked sense of humor. She had a wicked sense of humor, but no, 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 she no. I can tell you, she did not accept or acknowledge her sickness in any way. So she definitely not, would not have had this conversation. But I have to oh, tell wow. you, a little delusion goes a long way because the woman was not like she wasn't in severe pain when the doctors were like, well, I don't know how she's not in severe pain. Yeah. But, you know, you get a little delusion going and <laughs> it can carry you through quite a lot. <laughs> Make it work for you. Make it work. Little delusion. So Yeah, I, I owe just about everything in my life to delusion. Exactly. <laughs> it's underrated, Miller. I say go with it. My kingdom, my harem, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not hanging on to reality too tightly. <laughs> So nice. Yeah. Well, a few things happened at the Pwop homestead here while while you were gone. One of them is that Rory's show, uh, the smartest man dot com. 
Rory Blythe, the smartest man in the world, has gotten some serious, uh, how should we say, mileage at iTunes. Somebody at iTunes took a good look at his show and said, hey, this is pretty cool. And they featured him on the uh, on the on the iTunes page, the podcast page. So you have and, a- and you know I'm a little pissed off about that, Carl, because you know I've got the millisecond show, and I sent an email off to Steve Jobs, and I said, Steve, whose c- do I have to suck? Okay, <laughs> come on, man, <laughs> what's happening? Steve just sent over security guys again, like he always does. But isn't that your nice. mass mailing? Whose c- do I have to suck? The mass mailing. <laughs> nice. I got a big button that that asked that asked that question. <laughs> just wear that. Ding. So Rory's on cloud nine, of course. You know, it's the best thing that ever happened to him. He's walking. He's told me he's walking the halls of Microsoft, bragging about how he's in iTunes. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm sure they love that. Well, it's a. It's a. I don't think they know how to react. It's sort of like, you know, almost like. disbelief that somebody could be so excited about a Microsoft employee could be so excited about being associated with Apple. Yeah. But I think secretly they all go, damn, I wish that was me. (laughs) Well, it is good stuff though. I will say this though. His, his his show is extremely good. It is. And it's, it's, it's made great by his great writing, his good delivery and, uh, and the music that you put in there. So, and a lot of it is Jeff. I mean, Jeff does most of it. Well, it's great, great stuff. Every once in a while, I'll come in and I'll lay down some tracks for him, but he's pretty much the musical director of that show. Um, yeah, and what about milliseconds? <laughs> <laughs> milliseconds, the other spinoff of Mondays, has uh, not been updated in quite a while, and I guess, Mark, uh, we're putting a fork in it, are we? Yeah, fork yeah. in it. Fork in Forking it. Forking it. It's done. Forking it. Ever since Apple blew him off, he's just not had the energy. It's for like few <laughs> jobs, you. You get all the other suckers over at Apple. Fuck all of you. I don't need you. I don't need your fucking little iTunes fad. Okay. <laughs> of course, this has caused some of his fans to go into hyper stalker mode, and so now that you're getting a deluge of emails saying, "Where'd you go, Miller? So. We know where you live. We're gonna get you." funny all those guys have three names yeah yeah the three name effect the other thing that happened in the news um karen i don't know if you heard about this but if you go to uh shrinkster.com slash lof some scientists claim to have cured cancer with uh, a simple unpatented drug and uh the story richard and i have been watching this for a couple of days and apparently it's been on dig before but uh, now some mainstream media is picking up the story. MSNBC is picking it up. Of, so what, what the story is, basically, it's an odorless, colorless, tasteless, very simple molecule called DCA or dichloroacetate that has been used to treat um, metabolic disorders in children and for, for quite a long time. But they figured out that it, uh, what they thought was a symptom of cancer, mitochondrial shutdown in cancer cells, is actually uh, a cause. And so if you reverse that by activate, reactivating the mitochondria with DCA, uh, it destroys the cancer cells and leaves the other ones on. Basically, um, mitochondria is flipped on by force with DCA. 
and there it's all this is a huh. it's always on in healthy cells so the healthy cells just go about their business hey, it's no problem hey, can we talk about karen's dead mom again i think that was funnier <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of I, like I, now they cure cancer jesus, jesus christ jesus christ with Where, the friggin cure now that's just what i need yeah, yeah. very nice no i have to say that this is very interesting because you know I don't know if I ever told you this, but like, so my mom died of pancreatic cancer. So did her dad. So did my dad's dad. So did I have like five aunts and uncles all dying of pancreatic cancer. And so like, which leaves me like, woo, woo, like huge. <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing next year? candidate for pancreatic cancer. Like the oncologist was like, huh, can I talk to you for a second? So, wow. uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's not really something you want the oncologist to say to you. Can I talk to you in the hall? So, um, it's a big, it's actually a huge concern of mine, like this whole pancreatic cancer thing. Well, the, the thing is, is that it's not, you know, it seems like a wonder thing, but it, you know, we have to be a little bit cautious about it here. And, and Richard has sort of been the voice of reason in our discussions with it. But, uh, there have been lots of claims of things that cure cancer in lab rats, but then once they go to human trials, of course, they fall flat. The thing that this has going for it, it hasn't gone to trials yet, but what it has going for it is that it's already being given to humans to treat other things. Whether So, you know, it, it's relatively safe in that respect in terms of side effects, relatively low side effects, but... Who knows what the dosage requirements will be, blah, blah, blah. So the other thing is, since it's unpatentable, that uh, there probably won't be any big drug companies jumping the gun to pour millions of dollars into research and, and trials and things like that. But the money is available. It's not it's not a big as deal uh, 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 as big a deal as we thought. There is money available from private sources. And the reality is it just doesn't cost millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to have trials. Right, Richard? That's right. So, I mean, the chances are this is going to go somewhere. And the noise is being made right now is the best chance for it to go. Right. So it's pretty good. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that by blogging about it and by getting it out in the, in the, in the press, it puts pressure on news media to report about it. And, uh, and that's the kind of thing that makes a person like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or somebody with money step up and say, hey, I could help out here. Carl, so. I believe it's pronounced Warren Buffet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's where we go to lunch on Sundays. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, anybody else got anything to say before we start the bits? Nope. No. No. Nah. I got nothing. You got nothing? All right, then it. let's kick it off with a uh, little thing called Things I've Learned This Week. <laughs> I've learned... That Staples is advertising Windows Vista for $99. Woohoo! All right. I've learned that Windows Vista Home Basic Upgrade version costs $99 at Staples, and Windows Vista Home Basic Full version costs $199 at Staples. Unless, of course, you want the Aero desktop experience, mobility features, tablet PC support, Windows meeting space, Windows Media Center with Media Center extensions, scheduled backup, Windows DVD maker, chess, mahjong, inkball, or Windows movie maker high definition, in which case you need to opt for the Windows Vista Home Premium upgrade version, which costs $159. 
or the Windows Vista Home Premium Full version, which costs two thirty nine at Staples. Oh. Unless you also want complete backup and restore Windows Networking Center and Windows Remote Desktop, in which case you need to opt for Windows Vista Business, the upgrade version of which costs one ninety nine, and the full version two ninety nine at Staples. But, <laughs> but the business version. But the, vis- but the business version doesn't have Windows Media Center with Media Center extenders, Windows DVD Maker, Chess Mahjong, Inkball, Windows Movie Maker, High Definition, or BitLocker Drive Encryption. If you want those two, you have to spring for Windows Vista Ultimate, the upgrade version costing two fifty nine, and the full version costing three ninety nine at Staples. <laughs> you do that all in one breath? No. That's amazing. I learned if I bring my gun to Staples, I can get a special deal on Windows Vista Ultimate Edition. <laughs> I've learned that none of these versions works on my home computer because my motherboard uses an NVIDIA chipset and NVIDIA hasn't released drivers for more than half of the NVIDIA chipsets in use around the world today. Oh, nice. I've learned that my wife thinks I'm a total idiot who doesn't know how to make our home computer work, quote, (laughs) like normal people's computers, (laughs) end quote. And that's what I've learned this week. <laughs> Poor Carl. Man. There's nothing like the humility of a spouse. At least you know you're among friends here, you you big goat f***er, you. <laughs> oh. So, uh, speaking of spouses, my <laughs> my husband put me under, like, a little bit of... And I didn't know this. Right after we got this news or whatever, he decided that it was too upsetting for me to talk to friends. And so he was like fielding calls. No, she can't talk right now. Like all, I was like, it's kind of weird that nobody's called Nobody me. cares. Yeah, about you're that. like, you're feeling all lonely yeah, and dejected. Like, and so. Jesus, sitting at home. He's like, yeah, I think it's too upsetting for her. He told our friend, he's like, I think it's too upsetting for her. So like everyone's trying to get in, you know, my friends from Boston are like, we're coming down. He's like, oh no, don't come down. <laughs> It was so bizarre. I was like under house arrest. I finally arrive at the wake. Everyone's like, oh, I've been calling you. It was so funny. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, man, we try. Yeah, he tried. And here's the thing, though. Very difficult for a man to have a situation he can't do anything about. He was like, "Ah, what to do? You should have seen him with like Kleenex. He's like got this huge box of Kleenex and it was like all he could do. So he was totally on the Kleenex scene. It's kind of like when I got married, my brother just walked around behind me with a bottle of scotch. Right. But that, that, I wish that Troy had walked behind me with a bottle of scotch. <laughs> Would have been better than the Kleenex. Finally, my sister leans over and goes, give him a job. <laughs> I'm like, Troy, just organize the cars, will you? Okay, I'm on it. <laughs> totally. Oh, he loves you. Come on. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's good, but you know. A little over his head. <laughs> Feeling a little powerless, that's all. <laughs> a little powerless. Yeah. Do not powerless. know what to do. That whole yeah. death thing sort of, you know, yeah. that wasn't in our contract. No, yeah, I, yeah. Well, it was in his because, do you know, you know the whole story about like why I'm married to Troy, right? <laughs> uh, okay, maybe doesn't not. Doesn't have the usual elements of falling in love and those no. kinds. Of, no, he didn't bother with any Does of that. Does it have to do with a bet? No. <laughs> 
He won me in a poker game. No. <laughs> Your mother ran over his goat. <laughs> he had no choice. He had to marry a woman. No. I met Troy. I was on my like third date with him when <laughs> like literally hadn't even, you know, very early on in the relationship when I meet him for lunch and I'm like, I'm just going to check my messages. I call to check my messages and it's my mom saying, you need to get to the hospital. Your dad isn't going to make it through the day. Nice. Right. So wow. I'm like, what the f***? So uh, I hang up. I'm like, well, I have to go, but, you know, uh, I have to go. And he's like, what's going on? And I sort of explained to him. He's like, well, I have to take you. You can't go. You know, you're clearly upset. And I was like, you can't take me. This is too much. And you're in or you're out. And he's like, I'm in. Okay. okay. So then he drives me to the hospital. He meets all the Manjikatis in one shot. And believe oh, me. Man. Yeah, no easy task. At oh, the hospital. At the hospital. Wow. It's 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 very intense, right? And we're all like, you know, it's a little raw. The moment is a little raw. And then we go in and we're literally at my father's deathbed. And he looks around and he says, you know, you know, I love you guys. And I'm sorry. I, j- I can't hold on. But I... L- Hey, who are you? Troy comes out. He's sweating. He's like, "Oh, Mr. Mangicotti, I, um, um, you know, I, uh, uh." He doesn't know what to do, right? He doesn't even have Kleenex. He's got nothing. He's like totally (laughs) at a loss, and he's freaking out. And my dad goes, and I go, "Dad, this is that guy that I told you about." And he goes, "Oh." Hello, guy. <laughs> nice. And my father, so he's still a dad. Yeah, my father, even like on his deathbed, somewhat intimidating, marine, boxer, cop kind of guy, right? And so he's like, well, I'm going to tell you one thing. Take care of my baby. Oh, nice. Right. And so Troy's like, oh, yes. Yikes. Yes, sir. Just a little pressure. <laughs> yeah, just a little pressure. Literally. A little pressure on the third date. Yeah, on the third. I swear to God, it was the third date. And, like, and Troy's like, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> what do you say? Wow. That was like the last 10 minutes of cohesive speech my dad had before he oh, died. Oh. Then in the in the upcoming days, Troy had to deal with me like I was a wreck. I mean, I was I was a wreck this time, but even more when you're not even like like it was like a punch in the face. This, you know, my father died. It was sudden. It, 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 it actually it wasn't so sudden, but it it's still a punch in the face. And he literally like had to make sure I had clothes to wear, like brushed my teeth for, I mean, really like took care of me in a huge way over the next coming days through the wake and the funeral and the burial and da-da. And he met my, he met my boy, right? For the first time, like, which he never would have done under ordinary, well, not never, but you know, um, under ordinary circumstances, which was a total trip. And he was all nervous about that. And and my two-year-old boy said to him, I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. As Troy's like, has his hand out to shake his hand. I'm like, he's two. Like, forget yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, sure. it, was, it was a total mess. So anyway, after that whole thing, after that whole event, we're driving home. And I said, well, that was like a thousand dates. <laughs> and he said, yep. <laughs> and two months later, we were engaged. And in less than a year, we were married. And that's wow. that. And that was five years ago. So... Yeah, that so it actually was in his contract. <laughs> so 
So he's the, his problem. There, his problem is he's haunted by the ghost of Mr. Mangiacotti. Oh yes, he is because you know it's it's even more layered than that. The fact of the matter is is that my dad was sick for a really long time, and he kept saying, you know. He's like, oh, Karen, I don't know. I'm, I'm hanging on until you settle down. And I was like, then you should be glad oh, I'm a wild child. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we always had this total joke. And I was like, no way, Dad. I'm not settling down because that means you're going to die. So, you know, so it's even more layered than that. I actually did settle down and, wow. and he died. I mean, it was so not that it was my fault. I'm not saying hey, that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, you know, it was just all very interesting. So, Yeah. Wow. So there you go. And on that note, Karen, Karen, you, you're awesome. You're like the Lowry salt in our mashed potatoes. <laughs> no, she's more like Jane's crazy mixed up salt, I think. Jane's, is that such a thing? There is Jane's crazy mixed up salt. I'm going to get it. Jane's crazy mixed up. My that sounds like your kind of salt. It's uh, My sister's name is Jane. And she, ah. my, that's my normal sister, not my cuckoo sister. But. <laughs> so, Karen, did, did you prepare a bit? Um, Sort of. All I right. have a couple notes. You got to play the music. All right, here we go. It's time for girl. 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 Here's Karen. So... This week, I thought I'd talk a little, I'd do a sort of public service announcement because when, you know, I have to say that in the past couple weeks and even before and whatever, when you lose your mom, really difficult and people are great and they have been just unbelievably supportive and wonderful. But my public service announcement is a couple of things of what you shouldn't say to somebody who's just lost somebody. <laughs> Mark, pay attention. My, yeah, go. Mark. I'm sorry. Somebody's talking to me. <laughs> what, what did you just say, actually? I said, I'm sorry I killed your mom. Yeah, you did say that. You said, I'm sorry I killed your mom, but I was trying to get closer to you. I believe that was the whole quote. Is that on the list? Oh, that that's number one, Mark. No, I knew actually. it. I knew I shouldn't have said that. Killed your mom. I th- I thought it would prove my love for you. That's pretty much number one. And even stalker's etiquette is totally anti-mom killing. Don't. Just FYI. Don't. All right, so what's really number one? <laughs> number one. Well, no, no. One of them is um, at least she's not suffering. Ah. You know what? That's great. But I am. And frankly, it's now about me. So that's... <laughs> that's true. I don't want to hear that. She um, doesn't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. She, she's really... It's over so for So it's her. all okay. See? It's, yeah, exactly. So everything's cool. Yeah, but you know what? I'm still here, and that's not doing me any good. The other... The next thing... Well, at least you knew it was coming. No, oh. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't really know. Who knows? Pancreatic cancer can be cured at any minute. It's still a big punch in the face. Don't say that. <laughs> the third thing is, well, she had a good life. Mm, maybe, but it was only 66 years long. And frankly, that's not good enough. Not mm. long enough. And if I only have 30 more years, then I'm going to be pissed. You go, <laughs> You can only say she had a good life if it's 80 or over. And I think you really need to know that and incorporate it into your funeral etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing you really shouldn't say is something like, you were a good daughter. 
I wasn't. <laughs> Do you not remember my 20s? I slept my way through Europe and worked at Hooters for the love of God. I mean, all's well that ends well, but Jesus Christ, who are we trying to kid? If my Girl daughter my dreams, turns Carl. out like me, I'm going to kick her ass. That's that. Yeah. Why can't I ever find somebody like this on the online dating stuff? It's always just... Oh. Always get the knock at the door and it's Rufus showing up. I mean, come on. <laughs> so Karen told me that, uh, Mark, that she has a surprise for you. Uh-oh. I do. Mark, you know what? I've been thinking about you. I, I haven't had anything on my mind but you in the past few weeks. Yeah, it happens. I know. No, but seriously, I called Carl and I said... um, and it's not like anything as great as Carl would have done, but I did make something for you. Um, I did a little sort of jingle that you can use for your bit instead of Carl's. Oh, awesome. No, seriously. I it's, I plunked it out, but Carl has it. Loaded I'm sensing up. a bit of a setup, but... Okay. No, sweetie. But Mark. I believe you. <laughs> this is Honey. Karen we're talking about. It's, I have nothing to do I believe you, Karen. Karen, I believe you. You know Baby, why? Because have I ever steered you wrong? Karen, you know why I want to believe you? Why? Because you slept your way through Europe and you worked at Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not lie. And that's credibility in my book. That's right. credibility, baby. All Here right. it goes. Don't, don't stop for people dumber than me. This is where Mark Miller finds all the people that don't. are making the news that are dumber than him. They figure if they're also dumber than him, they're probably also dumber than you. Will therefore make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Mr. Miller. This seems so familiar. Is it that hard to string together a new tune, Carl? No, no, Mark, that was mine. You don't like it? <laughs> Damn it. Mark. It wasn't very different from the old one. Sweetie, I had poured my whole heart into that for you. Seriously, I know it wasn't like a great composure, but See, you, know, you know what? Mark's brain is saying she's full of shit, but ear his heart is going, wait a minute. I is. feel guilty. No, Mark. It's that voice. There should have at least been a, like, you know, a sound of sleeping through Europe in there or something, you know? <laughs> Mark, it's in there in the subtext if you listen closely. Didn't listen not, close it's enough. It's very, very sexy. If it, Maybe you should slow it down next time. Mark didn't get all the subtleties. <laughs> all right, Mr. Miller. Play it in reverse. All right. Today's story is called Tree Hugger Get Some. Oh. <laughs> 33-year-old Jonathan Sheen was minding his own business, having a romantic interlude in the park. I mean, come on, Carl. Since when is it illegal to be romantic in public? We live in a society of prudes and uptighty whiteys who collectively balk at the slightest expression of public affection. I'm totally incorporating that into my everyday life. Seriously. I ask you, Carl, is it illegal to show affection in public? Sure. Mr. Sheen happened to be completely naked and greased down with orange motor oil. Is this Mr. Sheen? And rubbing his body vigorously against a tree stump on the edge of a small park located next to a busy rapid transit station, having a large glass wall providing commuters riding down the slow-moving escalator with a clear, unobstructed view of the romantic proceedings. Wow. (laughs) Men and tree. Witnesses reported hearing Mr. Sheen inquire, quote, Who's your daddy, Mr. Tree? Who's your daddy? Unquote. According to Tony Buchanan, a 27-year-old commuter from El Cerrito, quote, that crazy guy was working it like a porn star. (laughs) It's not every day you see such a variety of positions attempted on a mountain dogwood, unquote. (laughs) 
But I ask you, Carl, should that be illegal? I mean, assuming there's consent and all. (laughs) (laughs) If a man can hug a tree, he sure as hell ought to be able to hump one without having coppers rain down before he shoots his yamtastic gooat into the face of the, uh, uh, tree. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the problem is with this country, Carl? There's not enough tree humping. It's about time we men get back in touch with nature and fuck a good tree or two. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Nothing beats the the soft suppleness of a freshly cut winter pine. Or the warm embrace of a blue spruce. (laughs) Just be sure to wear a condom so you don't pick up that Dutch elm disease. Remember that, Carl? Back in Denang when we got off that ship and you picked up Dutch Elm disease from f***ing that Dutch Elm? <laughs> you should have oh, seen that coming, man. Mark, I never f***ed a tree in Denang. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm remembering something else then. <laughs> Go ahead, Karen, you can say it. Where did you f*** a tree, Carl Franklin? Uh, Look, Carl, this proves it has to be legal. I've got Google's full-text scan of the United States Constitution right here on my desktop, and I get zero hits when running a full-text search for greased and naked tree humping. (laughs) (laughs) Is that whole thing in quotes? Yes. You should try removing the quotes. You could get more hits that way. Oh, really? Okay. Well, wait a minute. Holy crap, I'm getting scores of hits! <laughs> Carl, it turns out that humping trees in public is illegal. <laughs> the number one hit is an edge note on that one of the early drafts by Thomas Jefferson. Now, as you know, kids, Mr. Jefferson was one of the founders of our country. Here, let me quote the Mr. Jefferson. Not a fortnight has passed since my eye last caught that Mr. Franklin as he sneaketh around the dead of night, carrying that infernal kite and key of his. His... <laughs> His claims to conducting proper scientific research stand without virtue when held in comparison to the strange abrasions and recent markings left on our fresh-cut birch. <laughs> <laughs> I harbor suspicion that the reputable Mr. Franklin doth humpeth our trees to excess. <laughs> A witness to this unusual display, I must say I'm inclined to discard the happiness pursuit clause that from this honored document once and for all. What the f*** did he just say? <laughs> hey, Carl, why the f*** did our founding, fa- found, fa- founding fathers have such a hard time trying to say what they meant? Wait a minute, Carl. Early to bed, early to rise? It's all making sense now. That Mr. Franklin must have been trying to get Thomas Jefferson to go to sleep early so he could get it on with his trees. <laughs> wow. So Benjamin Franklin was a tree humper. That's an amazing bit of American history I was not aware of. (laughs) Hey, Benjamin Franklin? Carl Franklin? Mm -hmm. You two aren't related, are you? Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, we are. So at last we have a genetic explanation for why you (laughs) f*** trees. (laughs) Mark, I do not f*** trees. Oh, that's right. I forgot you f*** goats. Point of clarification, kids. Carl is not a flora f***er. He's a fauna f***er. <laughs> oh, no, f*** you. 
Well, anyway, I still think that it should be up to the individual states to decide whether or not we legalize tree humping. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick and tired of this federal government trying to push its tree humping morality on the citizens of this great country. Amen. (laughs) This, This tree humping thing is just the beginning. At this rate, it won't be long before you can say goodbye to freedom, and it's illegal to hump fiberglass insulation in public. (laughs) I ask you, Carl. That's the gift that just keeps giving. Really? If you can't hump fiberglass insulation, then what the hell can you hump? (laughs) Mark, can you get back to your story, please? Passersby called police to report a naked man lying on a tree stump, exposing himself and masturbating. Sergeant Paul Keith of the El Cerrito police was the lucky first officer to arrive on the scene. (laughs) Lucky. Sergeant Sergeant Keith led Mr. Sheen to his car and before placing him inside, asked Mr. Sheen, quote, do you have anything on your person that we should know about? (laughs) To which the completely naked Mr. Sheen replied, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. Can you imagine that, Carl? You're a cop just trying to do an honest day's work, and along comes Mr. Naked Tree F***er Guy, who claims to be carrying a concealed weapon. Naked. After a bit of interrogation, Sergeant Keith learned that the concealed weapon was a screwdriver. Oh. Oh. Now, kids, if you're not Um. sure where a naked man might hide a screwdriver, Uh. you're not using your imagination. It was around this time that Sergeant Keith and other officers at the scene realized they all must have been sick on the day the police academy taught cadets how to deal with the challenge of hand tools up the ass. (laughs) (laughs) How big is screwdriver, Miller? Uh, We'll find out a little bit, my dear. (laughs) See, killing her mom did work out for me. See how sweet she is? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, oh, that was Miller. probably the wrong thing to say, wasn't it? I just don't I just say the wrong things sometimes. <laughs> just sometimes, Miller, just sometimes. <laughs> Uncertain how to proceed. Sergeant Keith did what any red-blooded American cop would do in the situation. He brought in the fire department. <laughs> oh, to Pass remove the buck. That's right, Carl. <laughs> the screwdriver. Within minutes, two fire trucks pulled up, horns blaring and lights a flashing. Sergeant ah. Keith briefed the firefighters on the task at hand, with the (laughs) fireman no doubt asking, and why the f*** did you call us? (laughs) Because you're firefighters. After more discussion and when several attempts to find a volunteer didn't pan out, the firemen decided a hospital might be a more suitable location for the ass tool extraction. Yeah. Yeah. Or a big magnet. (laughs) She's creative. Do you see what I'm saying, Carl? Super-powered magnet. She's creative. She slept through Europe, and she worked at Hooters. <laughs> she knows how to three extract screwdrivers, too. I mean, she could probably cook, I bet. I can cook. Having overheard the ongoing conversation among our early responders, Mr. Sheen, donning only a blanket, said, quote, Hey, don't worry about it. I could do it, unquote. Oh, mm. man. Mr. Sheen then huddled under the protection of the blanket and began to reach around to his nether region in a bizarre <gasps> attempt to free the device of happy screwing from the dark confines of his mystery tunnel that was no longer a one-way street. Oh. Uh. Mystery tunnel. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Ow. 
At this point, police officers and firemen looked at each other, no doubt wearing, I can't believe this shit is f***ing happening, looks on their faces. Yeah, really. (laughs) You see, Carl, while police procedure may leave room for improvisation in the flathead up your ass department, the handbook is quite clear when it comes to suspects reaching for weapons. So Sergeant Keith and the other officers on scene instantly sprung into action. In slow motion, they all drew their weapons and targeted Mr. Sheen, all shouting, No! (laughs) After all, Carl, when a naked man bends over and starts to pull something from his puckered-up grandmother's mouth, You just can't have any funny business going on! Yikes. You didn't like that, huh? You're leaping over the line of decency once again. (laughs) You're hurtling! You've you've done... I'm so glad you finally lobbed a little bit of that in Mark's direction, because I remember the last time it was directed at me. (laughs) Me? I can't believe I did that. Yeah. I don't remember that. Mark, you crossed the line. It does kind of look like a puckered up grandmother's mouth, though. Okay, okay. (laughs) With the mouth-anus connection. We really, we're good on that, Miller. All I'm saying is I'm not going to kiss my grandma the same way anymore. Miller, stop. It's kind of a cheek-to-cheek thing, you know? Stop talking. Miller, I'm calling your grandmother if you don't shut up. All right, sorry. I'm crossing the line again, aren't I? I'm sorry. You are hurt. I said the wrong thing, didn't yeah. I? Again. I'm sorry. Again, try to be a better person. Why don't you clear it with me? I'll tell you where you can edit. So let's recap, shall we? We have Mr. Sheen bent over, grunting, reaching, bowling. <laughs> We've got seven police officers, guns drawn and pointed at Mr. Sheen. We got six firemen, two fire trucks, four police cars, and a gather, gathering crowd of curious commuters, all waiting breathlessly to see what might emerge from the chocolate starfish of a man <laughs> covered Miller? in motor oil. You grounded. Who had just reenacted several chapters from the Kama Sutra with a stump of a tree. <laughs> now, I don't we know we don't have great sound effects in the show, but I think it sounded something like this. Mr. Sheen produces six inch long metal screwdriver wrapped in electrical tape. Six inches. And offered it to the cops. Wrapped in electrical tape. Was he protecting his anus or the screwdriver? Yes. (laughs) The screwdriver, my dear. Who understandably were not in so much of a hurry to reach out and grab it. <laughs> Eventually producing an evidence bag to hold the pungent weapon, the cops hauled Mr. Sheen's screwdriver sucking ass to jail. Nice. <laughs> so, Mr. Sheen, you motor oil wearing, stink star stuffing, spam fritter, fudge factory Phillips sports and poop pipe plucking, tree stump humper. <laughs> you, sir. I'm dumber than me. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Good God. Honey, can you do me a huge favor? (laughs) Never show up again. (laughs) Go away forever. No, it's simpler than that. Can you do me a favor and promise me that you're never going to use the phrase chocolate starfish ever again? (laughs) Please? Please, babe? Just promise me. (laughs) All right. For you, Karen, I, I won't. Thank you. 
Oh, the correct, the politically correct way of saying it is chocolate sea star. It's not really a fish. It's <laughs> chocolate sea star. Miller, promise you'll never say chocolate sea star. Oh, <sighs> promise. I feel so, you know, released. It's nice. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, that would explain it. Hold on, I need a paper towel. <laughs> oh, Miller. Th- thought that was just my imagination, but it's real. Franklin, yeah. how could I have ever directed that speech to you instead of Miller? I don't know, honestly. Sorry, my cheapest apology. Edit that. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Fix that. Just put in Miller's <laughs> name that. instead of scratch that. Reverse it. Vice <laughs> versa. Scratch that. Oh. Serves you right for trying to f- with me with my theme song. No. I don't. I don't like you fucking with chocolate. I like to keep chocolate chocolate. Chocolate is holy. Chocolate <laughs> yeah, is chocolate, not... and fudge is not chocolate. Yeah. No. 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 Let's not fuck with fudge either. Let's just chocolate is edible, and let's keep it that way. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> yuck. I know. Let's go out to shrinkster.com. Yeah, Richard. Let's go to shrinkster.com. Campbell. I, I know that uh, you got a lot of toys, so it's time for Richard, the toy boy. Richard Campbell finds the weird, the wild, the wonderful, the toys on the internet with help from our friend Gary Stanley. Mr. Campbell. Yes, Gary always comes through, but I bring up a few of my own, and I would bring this one to you because I'm just kind of in awe that anybody's actually selling this. Shrinkster.com slash L-O-G. The site, Stores in Bickle, America. The product, The Volcano. And it's $540. Now, what this thing might be, you may wonder, it is a herb burner. I see. Mm. So you fill the chamber with herbs, and you fire it up, it heats it, and then it pumps the smoke from the herbs into a bag. It's a bong. It's a bong. It's a a volcano. It's a $539 US bong. Oh, no ordinary bong. So what do you do once the herb smoke is in the bag? Well, it comes with a mouthpiece so that you can open and close it to empty the bag at your whim. It, you know, it appears to be portable. So, so like, whatever. Yeah. Is this like to get around laws so that instead of carrying like, you know, marijuana seeds and stuff like that, you just carry the gas and inhale it. You can, that's legal. That's legal? I don't know. I'm just kind oh. of amazed that someone's gone to the trouble of making a machine like this that really can't be used for anything else. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a legitimate yeah, use for this. No, you, you could have a million. You could take black cohosh or blue cohosh. You could take any herb and have your medicines ingested that way through um, air. I mean, it's not just marijuana. You could actually, for medicinal purposes, you could use any kind of herb, but really... The thing I don't understand about medicinal marijuana and medicinal smoking in general is that smoking is actually harmful no matter what you smoke. No, you take it in pill form. My mom had it. She loved it. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> loved Karen, it. Karen, get them. <laughs> you mean THC pills? Yeah, she loved them. Yeah. And you know what? They're mysteriously gone now. I think my sister has been eating more than the average share of whatever. Because Your cuckoo sister, you mean? I can yeah, just cuckoo. see you guys. <laughs> I can see you guys at the reading need. of the will. Everybody's bored out of their minds, and then they get to enter my PCP pills. Everybody perks up. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> 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 I'll take care of those. My cuckoo sister took them all. But 
Um, yeah, smoking's hard for you, but the THC pills are fine. But you could do a lot uh-huh. of things. But I, you know, because I'm always wondering, how do you take any kind of herbal whatever on the plane? But you could, could you fill up these bags? How long would you they still last? have to exhale? Right? Yeah. No, but I'm saying you could take, you could fill up all these bags and just take a, a duffel bag filled with bags of air or gas. Right? That'd be nice and light. Right. And you could bring empty ones of these and exhale into the empty ones. So what you do is when the uh, the uh, TSA people say, what is this bag of smoke? You say, I don't know. Why don't you smell it? <laughs> <laughs> do you want a potato chip? Yeah. And all of a um, sudden they're like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I want to brush my teeth. Cheesy? Guys, this could, you could do double duty on this and you could like cook some popcorn up with this thing after you were done. Like if you got That's the munchies. That's a good idea. That's right. Yeah. For only 500 bucks. So, you know, rolling papers for 79 cents or a or burner for $539. There you go. This has been Drug Tips with Carl, Mark, Karen, and Richard. And by the way, kids, don't do drugs. There Just say go. no. Moving right along. Shrinks.com slash L-O-H. And a toy that needs almost no explanation. Because it is the photo tissue box. <laughs> so somebody's taking a oh my box God. of tissue. That is hysterical. That is funny. Mounted a photo on it, and the tissues come out of the photo, and so it's a picture of a baby, and the tissues are coming out of the baby's mouth. But the baby has like a binky ring around its mouth. It would be even funnier if you had a picture of somebody bending over. Yeah, chocolate starfish. Yeah, I can think of a few basically. other photos Carl, you could do in this. It applies to you too, Campbell, Karen? Franklin, Miller. Nobody say chocolate Karen? starfish. Not now. Not ever. Okay, just don't slip it in under the wire. Karen, I want your... Can I get your picture for my new dildo dispenser device? (laughs) (laughs) Miller, I can't believe you just put Franklin up to saying that phrase I banned you from, so I'm pissed. Yeah, you know, you could use a a dildo holder, you know, a dildo stand with a picture on it. That would be good. (laughs) That's awesome. That would be funny. It, I'm you know, finally going to make a million dollars, Carl. Because you got to keep the tip clean, right? So, Karen, uh, I need just a couple photos. No, I don't understand. You're not going to hold it by the tip. You're going to hold it by the base, aren't you, Franklin? I'm not going to hold it at all. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm saying if you were to put it in a holder, you'd put the tip in first, no, right? I'm pretty sure you wash between uses, sweetie. You're not going to... Put it in the holder and then reuse. We, yeah. What if I'll it was remember a that if I'm ever a woman. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm, I don't know. I'm All right, just let's get off of this off. page quick, guys. <laughs> Moving right along. Shrinkster.com slash L-O-K, Lima, Oscar, Kilo. And the site, Grand Illusions. And the product, the Metal Pen. So this is a pen, only it has no ink. That's awesome. The pen part itself is a metal alloy that rubs away to do the writing, like a pencil. But these things literally yet last for 25 years because you use up so little of it. That really? is very exciting. How much is this, Campbell? About $30. <gasps> oh, that makes me hot. And here I thought that the Kleenex dispenser was going to do it for sure. It's, and it's all about the metal pen. It's all about the metal pen. Now I know. It says here, it says in the medieval period, period artists yeah. such as uh, Leonardo da Vinci, Durer, and Rembrandt all use this technique of this, uh, the the, yeah. uh, the metal on the scribe. Do you guys know that Leonardo da Vinci invented the screwdriver? 
No. Yeah, it was, it was something like this. A guy walked in and said, what's that up your ass? And he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, this. Oh, well, you can screw things in with it, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That Shall is I move very along? exciting. Yes, but I'm very thrilled by this. <laughs> I love it. That's thrilling, just like chocolate sea star is thrilling. Oh, fuck you, Miller! <laughs> you, I'm never going to believe a promise from you again, you bastard. Damn it, did I say it? Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, I think you did. You need to be spanked. <laughs> oh, that's going to make things better. Much better Girl now. of my dreams, Carl. She's the girl of my dreams. <laughs> Can we move over to the pet toys now? Yes, please. com slash L-O-M. Lima, Oscar, Mike. Start off with a harmless one. The Pet Peak. Pet Peak. That's right. It's a plexiglass (laughs) dome you put in your fence so your dog can look through the fence. That's so cute. This is very, looks just like the submarine I built for my dog. (laughs) So to describe this for the listeners, the, the dome is about, oh, I don't know, a foot diameter. About a foot? Yeah. Ten inches. Ten inches, yeah. And it's poking out, and the dog's put his face right in it so he can look out and see it's, his the doggy friends. It's like the thing at the zoos when you can pop up and be a groundhog. Remember, you know those things? They have the little dome, and you go in the groundhog tunnels, and then you get to pop up and pretend you're a groundhog? Was that just me? Did you guys hear I think uh, that was just you. That must have been a dream. Uh, never mind. <laughs> you know, what time... What, was that when you were in Boston, work, sleeping your way through Europe, or <laughs> I, working I, at Hooters? I can't sleep my way through Europe when I'm in Boston, Einstein. No, no, no. This was a list. You didn't hear my commas? Yeah, Einstein. I agree with the pretty one. <laughs> no, sweetie. No, I'm serious. That- Maybe I should have used the semicolon. <laughs> okay, okay. No colons. Hey, speaking of chocolate colons. No! <laughs> you, Miller. Bastard, I hate you. Karen, 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 just use, I want you to use mind control. The next time you see some chocolate, don't think of your grandma. That's all I'm saying. Don't think about it. Miller, don't talk to me. Nothing. Chocolate sea star of love. Chocolate sea star of love. Oh, no, you didn't say of love. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. you didn't. You just said, ah, Miller. Going to the chocolate egg roll of love. Franklin, what bandwagon do you want to jump on? Let me give you another toy to look at. Take your minds off all these things. Shrinkster.com slash L-O-N, Lima, Oscar, November. And our first foray into the oriental side of things, off in Taiwan, the fellow-like <laughs> pet product company. Are you f***ing kidding me? It's the doggy diaper. That is not good. It's not but just no, a Notice diaper. that the droppings pouch is expandable, so when it's not in use, <laughs> it dashes away neatly. But when put in the pose, and I would suggest watching the demo video clip, no, you can see that it accordions outward to have more capacity. Karen, I just, Karen what you do know, you think about this? Miller, shut up. I just, I don't know. This is why would anyone want to put this on their dog? Because you have to clean it. 
Well, the nice thing is that it detaches neatly. It's self-sealing, and there's a little pouch that straps to the back of the dog for storage. And and the and the pouch goes in a little box that says "Seize Candy" on it, right, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's Miller, bad. you're a bastard, shit. F- I don't like you at all. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> I said the wrong thing again, didn't I? Yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes Why don't you... you feel like a nut, Mark. Sometimes you Miller, don't. Miller, one word. Edit. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> just edit. When something feels like you want to just throw it out your mouth, just stop for a sec and edit. That's so, all yeah, I'm follow Karen's example. Right. right. You stupid shit. <laughs> all right. One last pet toy tying in the all-important USB device. Shrinkster.com slash L-O-O. Lima, Oscar, Oscar. Lou. Lou. Speaking of the Lou. And the site works, Cube. And the uh, product USB meets love. <laughs> That's right. It's a USB key that has a humping dog <laughs> attached to it. The dog, I would also mention, is animated. So when you plug it in, he starts to pump. Richard, this is an eclectic selection of toys you brought up to, to us today. I didn't want to leave you, you know, begging. And Don't I love worry. The, I love we the sequence. We haven't gone to the bottom yet. Ooh, can you get a humping chameleon too? Now, the chameleon just shoots out its tongue. It's the female product, right? You can get uh, one that humps your keyboard. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You like it? I I don't I don't know how I've ever existed without a humping I, dog. You know, Richard, I don't know if you can get these in the States, but if you're ever thinking of a Christmas present, this is it, huh? This would be very good. <laughs> I'd actually like to get a few to give to a few people that I know. You know humping what? dogs. The, now these have these are memory sticks, is that right? Yeah. I have a See, friend that's perfect. a mailman. This is perfect. When you're out in that, that public situation, somebody says, anybody got a memory stick? Sure, use mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Actually, I don't think these are memory sticks. I think all they are is something, but you could tell them it was a memory stick. And then just... you ask them why they broke it. <laughs> yeah, it used to contain a memory stick. I still all have right. my USB Pez dispenser, by the way. Very nice. <gasps> you have one of those? That's I do, cool. and it's still in the original packaging. It was a limited making i don't think the guy made more than 800 of them or something well we collect pez at our house but we don't have that don't forget karen i need those photos of you (laughs) for my product what product is that miller that's my dildo holder 2000 (laughs) well i yeah see i was just gonna say my mom would be so proud see what you've done miller you've backed (laughs) me into a corner you you like i got that 2000 in the product name it makes it sound really futuristic isn't that cool yeah what are, you, what are you looking for photos of, Miller? Not that I'm going to submit them to you in any way, shape, or form. Because <laughs> that was like a baby's face that the Kleenex came out of. Yeah, we're moving yeah. on. We're not thinking about babies anymore. No. <laughs> moving right along. Here's a toy for Carl that I think he'd appreciate. Shrinkster.com slash L-O-P. Lima Oscar Papa. Lop. Lop. We're going to lop off our heads. And a company called <laughs> okay. Five Inch. What do you think 5-inch makes? I like them. They make CDRs, and they look like 45s, vinyl records. In fact, they are vinyl on one side. The other side, it's a regular CD. Wow, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. That's really cute. Isn't that something? You make yourself a record. 5-inch. 5-inch. I think I can get some of those. You think so? Good. Yeah. I always like it when I can find you a toy you actually order. And here, I'm not quite sure who wants this toy, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to give a reaction from one of you on it. Are you ready? Sure. Shrinkster.com slash L-O-Q. Lima, Oscar, Quebec. 
Who likes this toy? Because it's the a boob radio. Boob a, radio? A boob radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a boob radio. Oh, now, my God. Now we know what happened to Karen. It's got rubber feel nipples. <laughs> my eight-year-old son would love it. Click to <laughs> enlarge. He's obsessed with boobs. <laughs> That's hysterical. I can just see my, my wife. She's like... Will you stop playing with that goddamn radio? <laughs> I'm just trying to tune it, honey. Get the perfect Sorry. station. This Leave item has just sold out. Yeah, all sold out. I don't know how that happened. I thought you'd appreciate that. Pretty good. Got two more to go. So here's one. Shrinkster.com slash L-O-R Lima Oscar Romeo. And the Faraday flashlight. Okay. Could be so, good. What's a Faraday flashlight? Well, it's a flashlight that doesn't have batteries. All you have to do is shake it oh, back yeah. and forth. I have to a wind up it. one. That's what I keep yeah. telling my wife. Shake it back and forth. Shake it back and wind forth. Wind it up, baby. That's how you charge it, honey. That's there what, you go. That's what I gave my son and all the people that we camp with for Christmas is those wind up flashlights because um, they're the best thing ever. Until they break. Do they break? Right. Then you're fed. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the shake-up one, you know, I figured the men would be good at it because the motion's all kind of familiar, uh, which sort of ties to my final toy. I don't know which what is... you're talking about, Campbell. What do you mean No it's idea at all. But just wait. Let me show you the last toy, and I think you'll get it. Shrinkster.com slash L-O-S. Lima Oscar Sierra. And the site, oh, in French. Just what we need, a sperm <laughs> cube.org. That's right. Freezer. Look, it's art. The guy's got a one meter cube, one meter cube. That's a thousand liters weighing one ton mounted to a freezer, but he wants to fill it and he can't do it alone. Oh, no. So, what is so it you can order a kit from him, a donor kit, make your contribution. I love this. Check the, the graphical diagrams in option one. <laughs> and you have an opportunity to be a shareholder in uh, spermcube.org. So, you know, that is pretty you're looking intense. for an investment. What's neat is when the, the sperm cube actually has an audio hookup. So when you walk by it, it goes. Oh, my God. <laughs> this reminds me of I had to have a very involved conversation with my four year old girl who's obsessed with like finding out how babies are made. So right. finally, she's like. Okay, mommy, I get it. A special and close cuddle between a mommy and daddy. But how does the seed get into the egg? So I have to say to her, like, okay, it's he, the penis goes into the vagina and the seed comes out. And she looks at me with the most horrified look on her Ouch. face. <laughs> and she goes, just one seed? <laughs> and I said, well, no, kind of a lot of seeds. And then she goes, is that okay with you? <laughs> yes, honey, I slept my way through Europe. It was uh, All right, Miller, let it go. Let it go. I can't let it go, out. Karen. You cannot let that go. So can you imagine this guy like having a party and they're like, hey, you got any cold like beer? Uh, <laughs> Oops, wrong container. Yeah, let's go over to the sperm cube and get some beer. <laughs> That's pretty gross. I love the instructions. Yeah. It's like yeah, the instructions really make it. <laughs> it's like oh, okay, so I'm supposed to hold the container about five inches away and shoot it in. 
<laughs> is this going to be on exhibit in some gallery somewhere? This is the you thing. You got to know it will be. It's art. <laughs> a meter and a little bit yucky. Sperm. <laughs> One ton. Can you imagine like an earthquake at the wrong moment crushing yeah. the guy under a meter ton of sperm? Yeah, there's a death certificate you wouldn't <laughs> want to fill out. No. That is pretty much actually the funniest way to go. If you think about it. Yeah, I can't. Choked on sperm. Oh, did you check the photos, Link? Because this thing's already built. You can see him uh, filling it. (laughs) No. Do I have to? Yeah. Must I? Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, he looks creepy. Well, surprise. Oh, that's gross. But here's the thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Again. Again, I need to choke. No, I mean, here's the thing. And why? Not- wait, 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 quick, Karen. I got a question. Why are all these guys who are like wearing lab coats sitting behind tables? Why can't I see their hands? Exactly. <laughs> see, huh? No, but here's the thing about sperm. It goes bad. Well, that's why it's going to be kept frozen. Yeah, but in the mail, it's not frozen. And I'm just thinking like. Now, now you you've get got- a kit from him that includes an insulated pack. Oh, for sending it. Because otherwise you have rancid sperm, and that's a really... Not only is that a bad heavy metal band, but it's a bad <laughs> scent. <laughs> all right. Not good. Richard, get us out of here, man. That's all I got, man. I, I, I wanted to close on a high one. I think it's your turn. It's your job there, Carl. Get us out of here, man. All right. In that case, I'd like to thank everybody who is involved in Monday's Karen. I'm so sorry for your loss. I know we all feel for you, and... Uh, I'm, I'm glad you could come on here and laugh about it. It's not easy to do. And uh, guys, it's all—it's always good to talk to you. What Karen, can I, I say? I just want to add my condolences. I'm, I apologize for saying chocolate sea star. <laughs> Miller, kiss my ass. And on that note, <laughs> kiss my chocolate sea star, Miller. See you next time, whenever that might be, on Mondays. 